Earlier today, Donald Trump tweeted, the United States of America will be designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. And with that tweet, we may have just crossed over the line into Civil War II, American Boogaloo. Now, I don't think Civil War is going to be anything you would recognize. We look back at history and we think we know what Civil War will be. But there's something called fourth generational warfare and fifth generational warfare. I want to show you these things. And it really does seem to outline what is happening. But in terms of why this would be a civil war, I think you need look no further than Joe Biden's campaign. Joe Biden's staffers have been providing money. They've been donating to a group that pays bail for the rioters in Minneapolis. Now, it's not a direct connection. But if Donald Trump says these people are terrorists and Joe Biden's staff says we're going to make sure these people get material support from us, where do we go from here? Or about Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and other mainstream personalities who have straight up said that Antifa was good, not all bad, and who've actively defended them. What happens when the president says they're terrorists? Now, questions have arisen for a long time as to whether or not you could declare Antifa to be a terrorist organization. I think the simple answer is, of course they can. There's a lot of things they're not supposed to be able to do, but they do anyway. Don't you know the words shall not be infringed? It's not just the Second Amendment. It's a bunch of amendments. If the government infringes all the time, the government can, if they really want to, they'll find a way. Some people on the left have said, that Antifa needs to have some kind of international organizational presence to be deemed a terror organization, that you can't declare domestic groups terrorists. Well, Antifa does. Well, then some people responded, yeah, but, but they're not really an organization. It just means anti-fascist. No, they have flags. They have tattoos. They have the same ideology. They have branded cells. They coordinate with each other to stage events around the country, and they transport finances and weapons across state lines. Recently in Denver, they found a cache of some kind of weapons or something, and it's downright freaky. In New York, people, oh, I'm sorry, in Dallas, people noticed a pile of bricks left just in front of a courthouse. Now, we don't know who's doing these things. It may very well be Antifa. It may not be. But I'm not talking about some organization with people in suits like the syndicate of Antifa. I'm talking about groups of organized cells with financing, with funders, with leaders, some people try to resist this. They say, no, Tim, there's no leaders to these groups. There are. I know because I've interviewed them because I've spent time over the past 10 years covering these stories. You know who the leaders are. It takes someone to call it out, to prop it up and to finance it. Who bought the bricks? Who bought the shields? Who bought the, the, the equipment, the, 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 the medicine, the, 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 the medical treatment supplies? Somebody is doing it. And these things can all be tracked. Now, I don't know if Trump actually has any legal teeth to this claim, but the claim has been made. So if we step outside of whether or not they can legally be terrorists, at least for now, Trump said they are, in which case that's a top down direct statement. What does that mean for mainstream media? Are they going to now work against the president? This is where things get freaky. I want to show you a series of posts because I believe it's not just about whether we're entering civil war territory or not. I think it's about what's going to happen in November. What happens when Trump wins? What happens when Trump loses? I think there's reasons to suggest he might win. But I also think there's reason to suggest that martial law is coming. And you might actually find people voting for uh, Trump in a landslide. There's a video of a man and a woman fighting off looters 
as they beat the woman mercilessly. It's truly horrifying footage. And it takes place in Rochester in a district that's, I believe, is D plus eight. It's a Democrat district. Now, these people, that that man watching his wife be beaten and there being no one to help them, that's got to be some kind of red pill, right? Like these people are going to go MAGA, you know, full stop. They're just going to dive right in. And the people who watch it, I have to imagine. But what does it mean for those that defy the president and defend Antifa? Viral tweets right now say this is a revolution, not a riot. And they're propped up. They're high profile celebrities providing funding to the people doing this. Do you think regular Americans are happy with their cities being burned to the ground? No. So what do they think when these celebrities then dump all this money into it and provide material support to these groups? I don't know, man, but we'll read the news. Let's get started with Trump's declaration. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's many ways you can give, but the best thing you can do is share this video. I hope people are listening. I hope they're not too biased that they can't absorb information whether they agree with my opinion or not. But a lot of people, they don't want to hear it. A lot of people just want to keep believing they know what's right. They're right. They'll win. There's no winning in this. That's what you need to understand. A civil war has no victors. I mean, sure, technically it does. But for the average person, it's just destruction. It reminds me of the, the, the writing in the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson when he said something to the effect of, rest assured, these fights, these battles will not be fought on the frontier. They will be fought in front of your homes, around your children. And I wonder how many regular Americans are ready for something like that. Maybe it ends here. But right now we have 23 cities, at least by, la- by the latest count from Fox News, that are rioting. The National Guard is being deployed. The military is on standby. And Donald Trump is trying to declare Antifa a terrorist organization. You tell me what comes next. You explain to me why I should expect de-escalation. I have seen the videos of the police going after journalists. I have seen the videos of the police firing into peaceful crowds. I've also seen the videos of looting and rioting, and I've seen the weapons found by police. There is no winner in this. Everybody is just playing a game and the dominoes are falling over. In my view, let me just remind you, over the past several years, I have told you this would happen. Was I wrong? Maybe, to be fair, maybe it ends here and come Monday, everybody forgets and falls asleep. I don't believe so. I believe come November, Donald Trump may win. I think he, he very well may, especially with all of this. And then what do you think these people do following that? I could be completely wrong and I have been in the past, but I will tell you for now, maybe it's easy to say that rioting begets more rioting. And so maybe it's not any kind of special prediction, but this is what I've expected to happen for a long time. You want to know why I don't live in New York anymore? Why do you think? I don't live there. I moved out to the suburbs for a reason. And I've already been looking at getting out of the suburbs too. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm not even a prepper. That's the thing. I talk down from that stuff. I think this could get really, really bad. I don't know what you can expect, but we got video that purports to show the National Guard walking through a residential neighborhood and firing some kind of riot control weapon at people standing on their porches. You tell me where you think this goes next, and I'll give you a wager. In the event this keeps getting worse, you better be prepared. Otherwise, you'll regret it. And the event that you do prepare, nothing happens. Well, so what? Like I said before, you buy food. Now you have taco night. Let's read this story from Deadline. 
President Trump says Antifa will be declared a terrorist organization. Now, this is, is fairly simple. I mean, that's just his tweet. It could be all bark and no bite. They say Trump gave no other details in his early communications, but it marks a major step in limiting actions by the mask wearing group that has been at the heart of many major protests. The American Civil Liberties Union on its website said that the USA Patriot Act expanded the definition of terrorism to cover domestic as opposed to international terrorism. A person engages in domestic terrorism if they do an act dangerous to human life. That is a violation of the criminal laws of a state or the United States. If the act appears to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population, influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. It seems that the Patriot Act has outlined just enough. I'm no fan. I really am not a fan. Think about it. Antifa can just change the name. They don't need to fly the flag anymore. They can say whatever they want, but then what? Then the federal government can just deem that your insurrection, your protest, whatever is Antifa. I don't like where this is heading, man. I don't like the encroaching powers of the federal government. I don't like watching videos of police brutality. I don't like watching journalists get targeted by police. And I certainly don't like watching people exercising their First Amendment rights being trampled all over by police. But you know what else I don't like is the rioting, the destruction. And, And the poor communities face the brunt of this. That's why I say there's no winners here, man. In the end, what do you get? National Guard comes out. Dissenters are punished and locked up because they're terrorists. I don't know where we go. But the way I see it is you kind of have two towers that are growing. That's the escalation. And as they get taller, they become more and more unstable, swinging violently to the left and to the right until finally it just breaks and they come tumbling down, falls apart. You've got Antifa escalating their tactics, dropping off weapons. Let me show you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was over the top for me. We don't know who's doing this, but I think we can make assumptions about leftist extremists. Maybe they were framed. I don't know. Denver police chief officers found weapons, gas cans planted in protest area. The reason I say Antifa is because I have covered these people. I know other journalists who do, and I've mentioned this several times. They get vans, they fill them up with supplies, and they seed things throughout cities early in the morning. I've, I've seen them talk about doing sim- similar things. So when I see this, I make that assumption. I shouldn't make that assumption. We don't know who did this. That's important. A lot of people are going to make assumptions about who will. But regardless, what happens when these Antifa types come across these weapons? Or better yet, Antifa in Portland, who when they were arrested at protests in the past year, were found to have tons of weapons. What, I can't imagine what people are, gonna, are going to do when they see things like this. I got to stop here. I got I to gotta walk things back because I got I gotta a ranty day for you. I need to show you the political arena. Biden staff donate, uh, Biden staff donate to groups that pay, uh, pays bail in riot-torn Minneapolis from Reuters. Campaign staff for candidate Joe Biden are advertising their donations to a group that pays bail fees in Minneapolis after the city's police jailed people protesting the killing of a black man by a white police officer. If under the Patriot Act, Trump is able to do this, and under the Patriot Act, it says you can't provide material to support to terrorists, what happens to Joe Biden and his staff? I don't like where this is going. Or how about this tweet? This is from Ryan Saavedra. CNN has repeatedly defended the Antifa terrorist organization, and because of that, they should be criminally investigated. Here's Newsweek. This is from August 29th, 2018. CNN's Don Lemon defends Antifa after Trump says group may be violent after midterms. No organization is perfect, Don Lemon says. How about this one? Chris Cuomo defends Antifa. 
Those who oppose hate are on the side of right. Maybe, maybe following Donald Trump's declaration, you will see mainstream media fall in line super fast. You know why? The reason they defend these groups is because anti-Trump is popular and they're safe to do so. It's good for their bottom line. But what happens when they're a terrorist organization? Now it's bad for their bottom line. So they fall back. Take a look at this. This is a tweet from someone named Matt Gonzalez, who said, this is not a riot. It's a rebellion. A riot is what white folks do in Boston after the Celtics win the championship. A rebellion is when oppressed people resist state sanctioned violence. 115,000 retweets, nearly 116,000 retweets. Are we really facing a rebellion? If that's the case, and seemingly 116,000 people have retweeted it agree, or the 380,000 people who've liked the post agree, maybe many are bots, maybe some of them are multiple accounts, or maybe there's a lot of people who really do think this is a rebellion. There's another word for a rebellion. You mean to tell me that you're a group of people fighting for control of one government? You could argue it's a civil war. You really could. If that's what you think is happening, then why should anyone disagree? Bill Barr has threatened to bust far left extremist groups in Floyd unrest. Quote, we must have law and order on our streets and in our communities, the attorney general said. This is from Politico. Barr said that while it's up to state and local leadership to halt the violence, the Department of Justice would support their efforts and take all action necessary to enforce federal law that prohibits crossing state lines to participate in or incite violent rioting. We must have law and order on our streets and in our communities, the AG said. The other day, I mentioned that according to officials in Minnesota, many of those arrested came from out of state. This was contradicted by some reports that argued that in the Hennepin County Jail, the overwhelming majority of people were from inside the state. But I believe, and I could be wrong that in Los Angeles, hundreds of people got arrested. This one jail only had a couple dozen. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I, uh, that, that in Minnesota, it's only people from out, from out of state seems to not be the case. There seem to be some people from in the state. But I also know how these activists work because I've covered a lot of these stories. When I was in Berkeley, for instance, many of the people who came down to California came from other states, bringing weapons, inciting violence, and organizing these protests. In fact, many of the identities of these, of these Antifa people were revealed after they got arrested, and we learned they did not live in California. They are bringing supplies across state lines, like I mentioned. They buy things from Lowe's, from Home Depot. They put bricks in a van. They drive in the wee hours of the morning with a, with a, with a yellow, you know, with a, um, a construction jacket on, and they put the, the bricks in the ground. Then when the riots run by, fresh bricks. So Bill Barr may target these people. It, it may not matter if Trump deems them terrorists, but it seems like, at least according to the deadline, deadline article, he really can. As much as many of these resistance anti-Trump people just want to defend the destruction, it seems like Trump can do this. But let's get to the scary part. Fourth generational warfare and fifth generational warfare. Somebody sent me these. Now, the, the, the way I have the, the, the camera set up, it's, it's going to be hard for you to read everything. But I want to show you just a few of, of, the, of the statements. Here's what they say in the characteristics of fourth generational warfare. A fourth generational warfare enemy has the following characteristics. A lack of hierarchical authority, lack of formal structure, patience and flexibility, ability to keep a low profile when needed and a small size. They might use tactics of an insurgent group or guerrilla in order to wage war against a nation's infrastructure. 
Fourth generational warfare takes place on all fronts. Economic, political, the media, military, and civilian. Conventional military forces often have to adapt tactics to fight a 4GW enemy. Think about what Antifa is. Let's, let's see. They lack a hierarchical uh, authority, except within their own cells, for sure. There's no formal structure. Even within their own cells, it's not a formal structure, but they do have leaders. Patience and flexibility. Yeah, they're an ideological movement that lies in wait. Ability to keep a low profile when needed and a small size. I think you could argue that absolutely does fit, especially with guerrilla tactics, waging war against infrastructure. It's not nearly, I think what, what they actually are saying with four, fourth generational warfare would be more like, you know, taking out bridges and power lines and things like that. But now we move to the concept of fifth generational warfare. Here's what they say. Uh, fifth generational war, uh, warfare, quoting U.S. Army Major Shannon Beebe, author David Axe wrote, uh, wait, wait, quoting U.S. Army Major Shannon Beebe, author David Axe wrote in Wired Magazine in 2009, quote, fifth generation as a vortex of violence, a free for all of surprise destruction motivated more by frustration than by any coherent plans for the future. 5GW is what happens when the world's disaffected direct their desperation at the most obvious symbol of everything they lack. He quotes Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stanton Cower for the Marine Corps Gazette. Fifth generational warfare is espoused by the likes of Al-Qaeda with aspirations of setting up alternative political systems. They're opportunists intent only on destruction. But even pointless violence can have a perverse logic for the sudden irrational destruction undermines the idea that nations are viable in the modern world. Information warfare to accomplish strategic operational and tactical objectives while not doing measurable damage the target can identify. An important aspect of 5GW may have the target not even know it's under attack. Thus, the target has already lost the battle. I think so. I think we're there. There have been foreign state actors buying media in this country and pitting us against each other. Now, of course, they tried claiming that Trump was a Russian asset, and that may have played directly into the hands of the Russians. It's funny. Jacobin magazine socialists said the Democrats were pushing Russian propaganda. The Russian propaganda being that Trump was a Russian asset. Isn't it clever? I can't get, I can't get all conspiratorial because I really just don't know. What I do know is that there have been some news companies, not just the Russians, who are state funded, buying space on our social media and propping up this, okay? Propping up this activism, the social justice, the far left, which is now burning our cities. The ideology they espouse, the beliefs they have come from foreign funders. And I wonder why no one's ever called it out. Some people have. Some, I'm not going to name these organizations, but it's not Russia Today, mind you. Yes, we can criticize Russia Today and Sputnik for doing similar things. That's what the, the resistance anti-Trump people do. But there are organizations that are propping up Black Lives Matter as well, getting billions of views over the last 10 years, generating this sentiment, which results in Donald Trump reacting and saying terrorist organization. Take a look at some of this from BuzzFeed. There is no proof that members of the National Guard depicted in the, vi uh, in the videos are underage, despite viral claims saying they are, quote, all personnel mobilized with Georgia's National Guard are of legal age. A National Guard spokesperson told BuzzFeed News. It's a video where you can see very small National Guards looking people. And someone argued, and these viral, viral tweets, they're children. We have no idea what they are. Think about how easy it would be for someone to dress up kids in gear and, and, and pull up in a van, let them out. Sounds to me like organizational effort. 
There's no way the National Guard or the U.S. government would do something like this. That's just absurd. Think about what happened in Oakland. A white van pulled up, door opened up. They fired at two cops, killing one of them. This is organized. I don't know if Trump is correct in pointing the finger at Antifa. I don't know if there is a solution. We're going to see the escalation. We're going to see the escalation from, you know, uh, activists, rioters, and insurgents. Then we'll see an escalation from the National Guard, from the military. That will stress people more like they already were under COVID and lead to more violence and more insurrection. Both sides are racing to the bottom. And maybe it's because there's nothing you can do. If the military does nothing, then what? Maybe that is the smart thing. Maybe we are dealing with a Chinese finger trap problem where the harder we pull, the worse we make it. Maybe we need to disengage. I know it may seem bad, but listen, when the cops come out, does the rioting stop? No. When the cops come out, people get angrier. In some places where there haven't been big urban centers, the police have marched with the protesters. That seems to have worked very well. It's kind of kind of cool. But maybe in these big Democrat run cities, out of the 23 cities where we see riots, according to Fox News, 21 are Democrat. Maybe the police just need to say, if this is what you voted for and what you're angry about, we won't come out. I don't know what else to tell you. But these videos, man, let me show you a little bit more. This is a video I showed uh, the other day, and it's a man pointing at a stack of bricks that I mentioned. There's no way, this user says, there's no way that's real. But let's talk about where this leads. I'm not going to, I can't play the full video here. This is, this is, this is t- scary stuff. But I think when I watch this video, you know, it's hard to predict where we're going. This is a video posted by Andy Swan, and it shows a Rochester equipment store for firefighters being attacked. A woman comes out and she is brutally beaten. And I mean, brutally, the men are just beating her. It looks like her husband comes out with a golf club and yells, get away from my wife. And they beat him too. Rochester is a D plus 13 district. I can only imagine that this is going to result in Donald Trump winning. Take a look at this. I'm sorry, this is, this is not, not, not this story. We'll, we'll skip ahead. But this is another CBS story saying Trump is declaring Antifa terrorists. This is a tweet from Jack Posobiec. He said, oops. Why? He shows us two tweets from Chris Palmer, NBA. Chris Palmer violating Twitter rules. Seemingly Twitter doesn't care. He said, burn that S down, burn it all down. What a photo. It's a burning building. In the next image, we can see, he says, they just attacked our sister community down the street. It's a gated community, and they tried to climb the gates. They had to beat them back, then destroyed a Starbucks, and are now in front of my building. Get these animal TF out of my neighborhood. Go back where you live. Yeah, he thought the purge meant them, not me. His gated community, this guy with money. They support this stuff. And this is what happens. So I bring this up for a couple of reasons. For one, there's a lot of people who support this who don't realize what they're supporting. But I also think that when you see the video of the woman being beaten, you see these posts, people are going to now realize why they were wrong when they voted for who they voted for. Does that mean Donald Trump's going to have a landslide victory? Personally, I think so. I really do. Does anybody think that Joe Biden will keep them safe? Or do they think the nasty guy who takes nothing from nobody, who's swearing and cussing and all the bad things. Who do you want standing in front of you in the schoolyard? You get your choice. When the bullies are coming towards you, you can ask one of the bullies, hey man, I'll vote for you for class president if you stand in front of me. Or would you pick Joe Biden? 
Dude, fall asleep. These guys are learning quick. Life comes at you fast. What does this mean for Antifa? I don't know. But I think we'll see people with, uh, uh, they'll stop waving those flags. They'll start deleting tweets. I think we're going to see a lot of scared journalists. I'll tell you what. All of these people who are posting and laughing and saying, woohoo, Antifa, what are you going to do? It's going to get scary for them. At what point do you, will, will, the, will the force of the state be targeted at you? I don't like any of that. Not a fan. But I think you'll see this. And I think you'll see a lot of people who have Antifa tattoos absolutely regretting it. We'll see how this plays out. I don't think good things are in our future, my friends. I really, really don't. I would prefer to be wrong, but I have no reason to suspect this will get better. Two years ago, I said, I really do think it's coming. A year later, I said, I think it's coming. And now here we are. It's been three years since I've been, you know, since we've been seeing this escalation. It's been a decade. And I keep saying, I see something bad in our future. Well, the bad things have kept happening. Some people have messaged me saying, I'm manifesting it. Stop talking about it. No, man, I don't believe in that stuff. What I believe is dominoes fall over and people react predictably. Now you can laugh, but I'll tell you what, you know who's laughing at you right now is the preppers. The people with the bunker and the 30 years worth of food are laughing and kicking back saying, I told you so. We're not there yet. Maybe, maybe we're already there. The funny thing about all this is I want to be tempered. I want to be uh, uh, rational, reasonable. And I want to go over the top and say, this is the civil war. But I think about it and it's like, man, if you prepped months ago and you got food stocked up and now your city is burning and all your stores are destroyed, you're good to go. I mean, for a little while, right? Maybe a few weeks ago, you already got out. Maybe when all this went down, you left. So that's what's funny about the preppers. Maybe they're sitting back saying, it's already there, dude. You're already in it. How many people have died in these riots? Yes, several people have. Several people have been seriously injured. And it's, it's, I think it's going to get worse. Now, listen, it's Sunday. In the history of protests throughout my career, Saturdays are the worst. Friday gets crazy. Saturday gets crazy. Sunday, people start chilling. But I'll tell you what, man, 40 million unemployed. The reason why the protests happen on the weekends is because people are... They're, they're, they're not working. Well, nobody's working now. We'll see how it plays out. I got, the, I got more segments coming up at 6 p.m. You can find them at youtube.com slash timcastnews, and I'll see you all there. The image you're seeing on your screen is from NBC in the Bay Area. A federal officer was shot and killed during the riots. The police don't know if the men who did this are connected to the riots, but they think that organized groups are using this as cover to commit acts like this. I'm going to go ahead and say that we are well beyond a riot. I mean, we've been way beyond protest for a long time, and we are entering what looks like the beginning stages of armed insurrection. The image you're seeing on your screen is a white van that pulled up, slid the door open, and executed a federal officer. Throughout this country, we are seeing, aside from the most egregious people fighting each other, a man, I believe it was in Portland, was just standing still waving an American flag when an Antifa type individual punched him in the face, grabbed him and dragged him into the crowd where he was stomped. Another man tried to stop the violence. So they chased him down, knocked him to the ground, knocked him out and punted his head and teeth went flying from his mouth. 
That guy didn't even know it hit him. This is not about riots. It's not about George Floyd. It's just people have gone completely insane. I'm seeing some of my friends. They're just incapable of understanding what's happening around them. I'm seeing friends of mine, your traditional liberal types, they don't read the news. They don't watch the news. So the only thing they see is the propaganda poured down their throats. If they knew what this was, maybe they would have a different uh, view of this. But right now, what's shocking to me is that I have some friends who are relatively high profile lefties, and they have gone hardcore into the fringe cultist left. And it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me because of this. I mean, why would you put out a call to action and tell people to come down to provide cover for this? Why would you encourage people to come down when it results in rioting that destroys the, the businesses and the black communities? Killer Mike, you know, this guy did this impassioned plea. He's going viral saying no violence, right? He just came out with a tweet saying you're destroying our communities. We got another rapper. I think his name is Dream. I'm not sure. Saying like, why are you coming to the black communities and burning everything down? It's a good question. I don't think this is going to result in anything other than, well, I think there's two parent possibilities, two big paths we could take. In between them, probably lots of variables, but I think either this simmers down, it reaches a tipping point, and then come Monday, you know, the rage has subsided. Maybe, I don't know. I think we got a lot of pent up rage from a lot of re- for a lot of reasons, but this might just cause the complete and total collapse. I don't know. You want to call it a boogaloo? I don't know what you want to call it. I'm looking at Twitter and what do I see? Celebrities, leftists, left-wing pundits. Every single video is about the police. The police did this. The police did that. They're showing the police attacking people, the police throwing things. And yeah, these videos are bad. I mean, it's shocking. What are these cops doing? It's like they want the riots to get worse or they just don't care. On the right, you tend to see more focus on business owners and regular Americans, people defending their property, for instance. Several videos show a man defending his store with what looks like what apparently was a sword, and he gets just stomped nearly to death. Everybody thought he was dead. I started thinking about this. You can really tell what someone cares about based on what they're posting about. It's no surprise to me that urban liberals are only posting about cops. Many of them don't own businesses. Many of them don't even have jobs. Conservatives probably do own in the rural areas. They do own businesses. They do work for small business. And so to them, it's shocking to see someone's livelihood be destroyed by an angry mob. These people who are in these you know big urban centers who don't care, they, they don't know what it's like to build something and, and, and rely on something. To them, it's just one big system and they think they're owed something. To the conservatives, their focus tends to be the, the little guy. What's interesting about this phenomenon that we're seeing uh, throughout the country is that conservatives right now absolutely recognize the brutality of the police, uh, of the, the death of George Floyd. And what makes us truly fascinating is that we have an instance where 99% of the entirety, entirety of institutions, factions, organizations were in agreement that the death of George Floyd was unjust. And the guy got fired immediately, which is a change from how things used to operate. Then rioting breaks out. And then eventually this guy gets arrested. Now, the protesters argue that, you know, uh, they're still they're, they're mad about other things. They want more arrested. It, it'll never be enough. It, it will never be enough because this is not about George Floyd. And anyone who tells you that is lying. The catalyst isn't the powder keg. And it's sad that that man lost his life. And I think, you know, this cop who did this is one of the worst of the worst. This is not about George Floyd. 
It's about factional violence and whatever this is. The other day on my main channel over at TimCast.net, maybe you saw the video. There's, uh, I talked about how this is staged. Now you've got desperate attempts from the government in Minnesota trying to claim that it's, out, uh, it's white supremacy groups or whatever, and it's just not true. They also tried claiming that the protesters came from out of state. This is a correction on my past video. I think it's fair to call it an update because new information came out. The statements from government officials are in question when journalists looked at the arrest records through a local Hennepin County Police Department and found that the majority are from in-state. However, I like to point out to people, do we have a to- uh, ask this, do we have a total arrest count from, from the state, from the city? And if someone came in from out of state and was arrested, would they then ship them to an out of county or different jail? So, so looking up one jail number, in my opinion, isn't enough to determine whether or not they're telling the truth, but it is important to bring up. They're trying to act like it's not Antifa, but it is. And so I look at, uh, going back to that point I was making, I look at who's posting about all this. We see uh, uh, the left saying, look at all the cops. We see the right. Look at these, these riders are destroying everything. And the funny thing is, you know, you can really tell what they care about based on who they're tweeting about, right? Journalists are just tweeting about journalists. Isn't that funny? For almost every journalist, not all of them, the story has become them and their oppression and the police violating the First Amendment or whatever you want to call it. Let me tell you all something. You are not, you're not special journalists. You're not. You're another human being standing in a crowd and they don't care who you are or what you're doing. Not only that, but activists also put on press badges and pretend to be journalists and medics and other things as cover taking advantage of your profession. If I've seen legal, legitimate protests where the cops show up and shut it down and fire into the crowd, and that's a violation of the First Amendment. And then these journalists ignore the orders, thinking that when the police are violating the First Amendment rights of these protesters, the police are choosing to exempt them. (laughs) They're not. And these journalists end up getting shot and then shocked, like, oh no, why are they firing beanbags at me? I'm a noble journalist. No, you're not. Now, right now we're dealing with riots, and that's a bit more uh, understandable because the rioting is not First Amendment. So these journalists who are under 1A, legally allowed to be filming and documenting, and should be, don't realize that when a riot breaks out, everyone goes. Don't know who you are, don't care who you are. And it's fascinating to me, these journalists just don't get it. They think they're magic. They think they're invincible. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have well crossed into the territory of Boogaloo or whatever you want to call it. Some people told me the Boogaloo is the people versus the government, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't don't know much about what that word is supposed to imply. But what I will tell you is that I've been saying for a long time, civil war. for, For the past couple of years, I've talked about the escalation and about what comes next because people are seeing all of this, and it's not simmering down. Social media allows us to stay fresh in your mind. And now we have two diverging factions. I see my friend posting, saying things like, it's it's on all white people, you got to do this. What do I even say to this person? Like they've gone down a crazy path. We're not talking about white supremacy versus noble resistance. We're talking about regular Americans versus psychotic domestic terrorism, or whatever you want to call it armed insurrection, left, far left communist revolutionaries. In, in, in the video, I, 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 don't, I, I may have missed this point, but the point I was making in my video yesterday, there were bricks preset in front of a courthouse. Now, a lot of people don't know who did it or why. Some people think the police are staging these things. Listen, man, 
I have, I have been to these activist meetings. I see what they do. They talk about how they'll load up vans with materials and bring them in early in the morning and strategically place them. Why? Because you can't drive a van full of bricks into a riot to hand out bricks. So what they do is they come with a van at 2 a.m. and they wear vests and hard hats and they stack bricks and they put up a sign and it looks totally normal. They drive away. Then 12 hours later, people show up to protest and oh, lo and behold, a stack of bricks and they grab them and use them. It is strategic. It is clever. The reason I think that we're entering civil war territory is, is these, these next clips I'm going to show you. I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube took this video down, but what are you going to do, YouTube? This stuff is happening all around us. It is, it, let, let, let me tell you what, what we are seeing is, is something I have not seen in my entire life. I'm going to start you off light. Check out this clip. Man attacked by mob of rioters in South Carolina over MAGA hat. Police officer shot at. It's from the District Herald. And uh, the officer was not hit and did not fire back. And that's the gist of the story. I got to be careful about the videos and the clips that I, that I show in this, in this segment um, because I don't want the video to get deleted. I want you to be able to hear what I have to say and, 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 and hear what's, what's going on. That was it. That was, it was just a guy in a, in a, in a MAGA hat. Oh yeah, they want to kill you, bro. They want to kill you. So what do you think people are going to do? I got video. I'm going to show you what people are going to do. And, I, and, and when, and well, carefully, I might add, but let's move on. Take a look at this story. Man in Gainesville after uh, arrested after trying to drive through a crowd of protesters, threatening them with a gun. I don't know why, you know, it was a small crowd of protesters. When he couldn't get through, witnesses say he pulled out a gun and started waving it. You don't want to know, you want to know why he did that? Because in the LA riots, there was a man who was pulled from a vehicle and beaten to death because there was a man who was in front of his store who was beaten to death because there was a vehicle. I think this may have been in Chicago that was just shot up, riddled with bullets because there was an officer who was standing in front of a building and a white van pulled up, uh, opened the side panel door and killed one of them. And because NYPD in an SUV were sitting in their vehicle when it got pelted with Molotov cocktails, no one is going to just sit there anymore and let you do your thing. You think you're a protest. When a van pulls up to a federal building and takes aim at an officer, you're not a protester anymore. You are standing out there waving your little sign, but you are providing cover to armed insurrection. I am absolutely in favor of 1A. So the point I'm trying to make is not that you're not actually protesting. That's not the point. Yes, you have a right to do so and and you can and should. But what you have to keep in mind is that other people who have seen everything else happen will not gamble on whether or not you are just there to mind your own business. They're going to see these images. They're going to see these stories. And they're going to say, I'm not gambling on my life. Somebody posted online, I'll take my chances with a jury over an angry mob. And so you'll see this. In New York City, a video is going viral of an NYPD SUV stopped by a bunch of protesters and then just jolting forward and slamming and knocking them all down. Another SUV peels through. New York, I've never seen it like this. This, this. this is mind-blowing to me. I've been covering this stuff for almost 10 years. And New York was always, always the tamest. The worst thing I saw in New York, running through the streets. The absolute like worst thing in terms of police violence was a guy, got his ha- uh, a cop grabbed his head and slammed him into a door, shat, uh, spider webbing the glass. It was, a, it was a glass window. I see people thrown to the ground and stuff, but that was the worst. Now what are we seeing? It's... It's an SUV just, you know, jerking forward, knocking a bunch of protesters down. It's not going to end here. Let me show you some stuff, man. Protesters take on drive, uh, 
Protesters take on driver aiming bow and arrow at them in Salt Lake City. Uh, I can't show you the videos, man. You, you, you got to look these things up. You can find them very easily. This man right here, you can see him a little bit, got out of his vehicle when he was, when there were protesters all over the street and he took a bow, uh, it looks like a compound bow and started drawing and aiming at people. So they rushed up and they beat this man mercilessly and they burned his car. They torched it in the street. I believe that's what happened. That's what I've seen. But it's hard to confirm a lot of this. You got to understand, man, I'm not even done. I'm not even done. Here's, here's a message from Killer Mike. I want to show you this in a second, but I want to make sure I can go through the, the, the crazy things. This is from Andy No. This guy right here in the hat is just standing there with an American flag. This guy walks up to him, punches him, and drags him into a crowd where he is stomped mercilessly, which brings me to the next video. Oh, not this one. Sorry. Uh, actually, it doesn't look like, I, I guess I don't have it pulled up. Well, it's probably better that I don't show it anyway. It's a guy who uh, I mentioned early. Uh, earlier on, he was trying to defend this. I, I'm told he was trying to defend this guy because they were hitting on him. They said some things I can't repeat. They used uh, homophobic slurs. They said they made racial uh, uh, statements about who he was, overtly racist statements. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter activists. These are black people saying this, using homophobic slurs at this guy. And I wonder if the guy who got stomped was actually gay because I'm not going to make assumptions about the guy, but they were, they were calling him these slurs. So I wonder what that had to do with it. And one woman said, you're lucky that we're helping you because you've all been so terrible to us or something like that. I'm like, what? what? She was talking about white people. Yeah. And this guy's sitting there covered in blood with his teeth knocked out. Why? Because this guy was minding his own business. I got respect if you want to go out and protest. All right. So if this guy wants to show up and, and wave his American flag and the other guy, you know, wants to show up and, and, and watch what's happening, I can respect you know, uh, that you're protesting and expressing your rights. But you got to understand what's happening in these streets and what's been, been happening for the past year. Don't be surprised when they drag you into a crowd and just start beating you mercilessly. In this video, a man was critically injured. He was apparently trying to defend his store, had like a, a sword or something, was screaming. The video is crazy. And they, they beat him with a skateboard, stoned him, and he's slumped over. And I, it looks like a family guy sketch. The guy's body all mangled up. I believe he may have survived, but I'll also, I need to remind you, there's no such thing as being knocked out like it works in the movies. When you get knocked out, have you ever, you, you guys probably watch MMA, so you probably all know this. People who get knocked out, get up in a few seconds. So you get knocked down, you fall down, and that's it. Fight over. This guy's down. And so when I saw this, I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it, it, that's got to be death or TBI, traumatic brain injury. Same is true for the guy in, in Portland. He falls down, gets knocked out, and someone full force punts his head. These guys are going to have permanent, permanent brain damage. They're going to probably have memory. They'll, they'll have memory problems. They'll, they'll uh, probably shake a little bit. They'll have vision problems, hearing problems. This stuff's permanent. What we're seeing from these people is attempted murder. I'm not exaggerating. You can argue the guy defending his business with the sword was nuts because he was running through the streets at people. <laughs> Yeah. You know, a guy in uh, Minneapolis defended his store with lethal force. He shot a guy, a, a looter, and he got charged with murder. Last I heard. Take a look at this video. This is from uh, Elijah Schaefer. Again, police have lost control of downtown Dallas. Armed militia are now coming in to protect businesses. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. Take a look at this tweet from John Collins. People on Twitter might think Minneapolis people seem irrational right now. 
But I just got an invite to a gathering in the park hosted by a city council member for people to figure out how to protect our neighborhoods because government has failed completely. This is where we are. Yup. There's another, there's another clip I'm going to show you now. And I'm going to show you, it seems to me that uh, we are inches away from full on civil war. Now, I think before that happens, actually, I think the right is going to now defer to the National Guard, the military and Trump. And you know what's going to happen is regular people probably will too. Take a look at this video. Store owner pulls up, sees looter, fires a shotgun and chases them off. Two shots. Some people have called them warning shots because in the first one, it looks like his, his gun is pointed upwards and to the left. So he walks up and goes, bang. I'm not sure. You can't really see he just walks into this building with a shotgun. What do you think is going to happen, man? I said, I said it last year. I said it the year before. Every time this stuff happens, what do you think comes next? Let me tell you what comes next. As these videos keep circulating, there's a possibility that people calm down and the National Guard is deployed, I think now in like 10 states or more. The military is on standby. It's possible these people show up. There's a video going viral of what claims to be National Guard marching down what looks like a residential side street, firing at people standing on their porch for not going inside. This is my fear. This is going to escalate. We are going to see the total and complete militarization of our streets. And a lot of people are going to beg for it. I mean, this is a right uh, authoritarian, you know, far right, wet dream, whatever you want to call it. You, all of these people who have wanted some kind of authoritarian lockdown from the militarized you know, police force and government, they're getting their wish. The funny thing is the, cons- the conservatives that were out protesting didn't want it. They were mad when the cops wouldn't let them go to the supermarket. So where does that leave us? Civil war of some sort? I don't know. People versus government? I don't know. I think based on the ideological nonsense that I've seen, I think it's going to come to uh, factional. And I think conservatives will find themselves ultimately on the side of the government because the government provides order and stability. People randomly attacking small business and, and attacking black neighborhoods. I'll show you this killer Mike thing. Here's what he said. He says, I am black. I was talking to blacks in my city, my city. If you want to understand that, ask me, I can show you three black business owners who are trying to understand why their shops were destroyed and their black employees are now jobless. Giving every excuse to the government, the military, the National Guard, whatever, to occupy our streets. You thought the, if you thought the COVID lockdown was bad, wait until you see martial law. It's going to be 10 times worse, 100 times worse. You know, in a lot of ways, though, because I think when martial law hits, you're actually going to be able to go golfing, you know, not like under COVID. Combine the two, however, you're not going to want to live this way. These people don't know what they're doing. They think they're going to be some armed insurrection. They're not. That's not it. We are. It, it is looking like it. But when I when I see my friends posting these things, supporting all of this, they're just not watching the news, man. They have no idea what's happening. So here is a small collection of stories. It's kind of weird. This is going to be it for like the next several days. It's Saturday, right? It's, or no, today's Sunday. I'm sorry. We'll see how this plays out. Today might uh, might not be as bad. Based on my experience dealing with protests and riots, Sunday start to calm down but with 40 million people unemployed. Why would anyone stop? What do you think is going to happen? Did you take care of yourself, your friends, and your family? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m., and I'll see you all shortly. 
As with most riots, you often end up with videos of rioters doing things that backfire on themselves. And we have a scale of backfiring here. We have backfiring where a man lights himself on fire, backfiring where a dumpster rolls over somebody, and backfiring where all of the riots of the past several years seem to be erased by what these people are doing. But I thought we could start off with this idiot North Carolina rioter lights himself on fire while attempting to burn down historic building. Karma police arrest this man from the District Herald. Um, Because look, it's kind of humorous in some ways. It's also kind of horrific. I know a lot of people might feel a certain, I don't know, schadenfreude, perhaps. I don't like this stuff, man. But this, these people are so dumb. When you see this, you're like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I'm sure a lot of other people are laughing about it, but I wish these people weren't trying to burn down historic buildings in North Carolina. I wish these people weren't trying to throw dumpsters at barricades or whatever, and then running over their own people. And I wish they wouldn't target the Ferguson Police Department, which is currently in an attempt to undergo reform. This is the worst backfiring of all. All these protests we saw over the past several years demanding reform, and they, they started to do it. They brought in new, uh, new personnel, started making changes. I'm not saying it's perfect. I don't know for sure. But what, what, do you get, what do you get for it? You know why this is a backfire? Because you've just told the people of St. Louis County and Ferguson, it was pointless. It was all for nothing. Nothing will stop the riots. Nothing will stop people from destroying everything if they're mad about something, no matter what you do to please them. You'd think with all of the social justice warrior nonsense we've seen over the past several years, people would finally learn you cannot please an angry mob. Apologizing does nothing. Now, there have been some uh, some uh, circumstances. Flint, for instance, where uh, the local sheriff's department, I believe, marched with the protesters. Something similar happened in New Jersey. You don't offer them anything. You just stand next to them and say, hey, man, you know, we're going to march with you. But I do think it's important to point out in those circumstances that I can't speak for New Jersey. So maybe it does work in some instances. But in Ferguson, there's not a whole lot there to loot and riot about, right? I mean, there, there is a lot to write about, but not in your community you're trying to save. You'd think that would make a lot of sense in bigger cities, but these people, look, the the downtown shopping malls aren't their communities. They don't care. And yeah, some of them even rob their own stores in their own communities, but they're big corporations. They don't care. Let's read the story from the District Herald. In another hilarious moment of instant karma from the riots, some idiot who was trying to burn down a historic building, but lit him, uh, was trying to burn down a building, but lit himself on fire instead. The man was attempting to set the building ablaze as fire alarms rang out, but it blew back in his face, literally. So I'm not going to show, I can't show the video. We'll talk about the video. You'll have to find the video on your own because I don't think YouTube allows me to play that stuff. They say other rioters jumped in in an attempt to help put it out as one man repeatedly shouted OS. And um, that's the swear, mind you, for those that don't know, I censor the swears. The video appears to be from the Market House, which was declared a national historic landmark in 1973. Protesters also burned the U.S. flag outside. Local station WRAL reports the protesters set a fire in the market house in Fayetteville on Saturday evening. Hours later, they have begun adding fuel to the flames as well as wooden pallets, attempting to encourage a larger fire. The market house was built in 1832 and was home to the state legislator from 1788 through 1793 and was used as a market to sell slaves. It currently had a museum on the second floor. Violence, looting, rioting, and arson has been plaguing the city of Fayetteville for days. Like many cities across the nation, the riots began over the death of a black man who was uh, in Minneapolis police custody. The, wait, who was, oh, on Monday. 
Wait, I, I think this is a mistake. I think they mean it. the death of a black man and the cop who did it has been has been in custody. Police vehicles have also been smashed and destroyed. Several other buildings were also lit on fire, including a CVS pharmacy. The Fayetteville Riders also broke into Cross Creek Mall, Walmart, Dollar General. All right, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Now I get this market house because it was used to sell slaves. I get why they might want to burn that down. Still a bad idea, right? Those that forget history are doomed to repeat it. They turn into a museum like we detest these things. We, we rejected them. We fought a whole war over it. And we won. Don't you remember this? The people who wanted slavery lost that one. This now becomes a symbol of those bad, bad things to remind us why they were bad and why we shouldn't allow them moving forward. Destroying that is scary because those that forget their pasts are doomed to repeat it. Well, now we can see another story from the District Herald in which they write that it's hilarious. All right, you know, man, like I get it. A lot of people are probably laughing. I'm not happy about any of this stuff. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a play stupid games, win super prizes scenario. I'm not going to laugh at it. I'm not. You can laugh at whatever you want. I'm not going to do it. Here's a, uh, so I, I, I don't, I'm not going to, again, once again, I'm not going to play the videos, but let's, let's read through this. And then we'll talk about Ferguson. In another bit of hilarious karma, rioters in LA rolled a dumpster over one of their own. Thousands of people are currently riding in this California city. In this hilarious, in the hilarious footage, rioters seen pushing a dumpster into a police barricade, but, a, but accidentally mowing down one of their own in the process. At least two police vehicles have already been lit on fire in the city. Two officers have also been taken to the hospital after being hit by projectiles. There has been widespread looting throughout the city. ABC7 reports that Mayor Eric Garcetti announced a curfew for Saturday night in downtown LA from 8 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. The cities of Beverly Hills and West Hollywood also enacted a curfew due to safety concerns. There were 533 people arrested in LA in the riot on Friday, including for attempted murder. Six officers were injured between Friday night and Saturday morning's riots. There was a similar moment of karma in Dallas when a looter ran into a glass door while trying to flee a business he just helped destroy. (laughs) Well, look, man, the people that are raiding these buildings, we can't say they're the smartest of people. Uh, It goes on to just talk about the context of the riots. But now I've got I've got a lot more for you here. I really do. Look, George Floyd, hundreds protest across central London. I'm sorry. I just don't understand why they're protesting in London now. What are you protesting in London for? It's a totally different country. All right. I want to read through this and and just talk about the sheer absurdity. Police officers, uh, motorists run down three police officers and one civilian flees amid Denver riot. This stuff is is, is getting crazy. Take a look at these photos. St. Louis County PD said, here's a look at the damage that's been done at the Ferguson Police Department. All non-essential personnel have evacuated the building. This is the damage done to an officer's helmet after they were struck with an unknown object. At this time, two officers were injured and transported. Two others were treated at the scene for minor injuries. Someone responded, deserved. Y'all gonna feel us. Deserved? You won that fight. No, I get it, man. Maybe you didn't win everything you wanted to win, but they're trying to reform that, depart- that department. I was down in Ferguson in and out for, for weeks, right? So far be it from me to, to claim I know better than anybody who lives there. So if you do, you know, I defer to you. I can just tell you in my experience, they, they say we want our community back. So maybe maybe Ferguson's reforms are no good. But I saw a video where the, the new chief, I believe it was, I could be wrong, he's, who was a black man, was saying, I'm trying to bring accountability to this department. And people were saying, I don't care about your work, your opinions or what you think you're doing. I want numbers. And that, that, that to me is it's kind of interesting. I want numbers. That's, they, they want numbers. What numbers? Numbers for what? We've not arrested 100 people. 
I get it. You can say, you know, last year we did this much. This year, only these many people were arrested. Last year, we gave out more tickets. This year, we gave out less. Whether or not they're winning, this sets a dangerous precedent. And we saw the riots after the Michael Brown incident in Ferguson. You told people you were mad and you wanted change. And so they started to make those changes. You give them a chance to make those changes. And if they don't, you get mad again. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe, maybe they went out and smashed the windows. From the video I saw, it looks like they made some positive changes. But I think what we really see from this is that it will never, it will never be enough. Nothing you do will ever be enough. There's a lot of really crazy videos, man. I'm going to do a segment on this later, but there's a video in Rochester of, uh, what is it? It's like a woman trying, it's a, it's a fire, a fire department equipment store and people are trying to smash it up. It's, it's the craziest thing. How is this going to benefit you in any way? All that's happening now is that people are going to learn that this just backfires. And no matter what you do, it won't be enough. Now, look, you can see the single instances where someone throws a Molotov and they burn themselves up. Well, that's the obvious backfiring. You know, you play with fire, you get burned, right? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. But I got to ask, like, why, why are people protesting in other places? What are you hoping to accomplish with, what's, with protesting in London? White silence is compliance. Black Lives Matter, they say. What do you, what, what, what do you want to do, London? What should the UK do about American police? Do these people even understand what's going on? Do they know anything about this? I think about that guy throwing the Molotov, right? This, this is why I brought this story up. He tries to burn down a museum that reminds everybody that for one, slavery was defeated. And two, here's why it's bad. And here's what they, like, here's what they did. Here's why it's bad. And he tries to destroy it. What were you trying to accomplish with that? Like, what's your goal? That's what I'm curious about. Now we see stories like this. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bunch of other protests in other European countries, because none of that seems to make sense. What, what, what do you want? Do you want the UK to like, I don't know, cancel a trade deal with the US and like sanction the US over the police forces? Like, I, I, you're going <laughs> to have to tell me what's going on. They say, according to the BBC, thousands of people have gathered across central London to protest against the killing of an unarmed black man by police in the US. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I get it. Solidarity, right? You are saying you support the protests here. That I can understand. <laughs> what do you want them to do? What's, maybe it's just a sign, a symbol, fine. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll point that out. Maybe they just want everyone to know, here's how we feel. All right. They held up signs saying justice for George Floyd, who died in police custody. Some protesters appear to be breaking lockdown rules, not staying two meters apart. The protests had been held at Trafalgar Square and outside the U.S. Embassy in Battersea. So I get it. But they're also breaking what? Lockdown? You know what, man? I I have no idea what's going on with with anything anymore. It's a scary thing. Nothing makes sense. That's just the reality. Nothing makes sense. Guys are lighting themselves on fire, running, rolling dumpsters over each other. People in the UK are protesting protesting about what's happening in the US. Lockdown is just completely over. I guess the coronavirus doesn't exist anymore. We're all good. Everybody can go do do your thing. You know, what are these businesses, local businesses doing? They're still locked down. Is anyone even paying attention or even care anymore? You got businesses being, having their windows smashed up. I mean, this is it. 40 million unemployed. No one has any idea what's happening. People are protesting. The dude's already been arrested. Now they're saying this. There's been another quote come out from activists saying, one arrest isn't enough. We want four arrests. Now the brother, I believe this could be, this is, I believe this is a story I read. The brother of Floyd saying he wants first degree murder charges on the cop 
that killed George Floyd. You can't win because a first degree murder charge, the guy gets off. Like, does that, do you understand what first degree murder is? Like you plotted the murder of this dude. You didn't even know who this guy was. I, well, actually, I take that back. I mean, maybe the brother's right because that, that cop actually worked with them at a bar previously. But you got to convince a jury of first degree murder. That's nuts. And what happens if they don't give that demand? They're being set up. That's what I'll say. I'll put it that way. Think about it this way. The brother comes out and says, I demand first degree murder charges. The city is going to be like, we can't charge him with that because it's, it's like, that's like, what, what is first degree? Premeditated or something? Like you planned it? They're not, you're not going to be able to prove that. All right, well, let's say they, they say, fine, fine, fine. We'll give in. We're going to charge this cop with first degree. That's the setup. You know why? Because then when this guy is invariably acquitted by a jury because he clearly didn't plan it, it was third degree murder, it was reckless disregard and all that stuff. Then they're going to riot more. And I have to wonder about what's causing all this, right? So the segment I did earlier was about the organizational nature of this. That a van pulled up, door opened, and they started firing at cops. Killed one of them. Who's doing this? Why? What's the point? It seems like, you know, there's a video going viral of a guy giving money to activists. Some people think he's paying them to protest. Nah, he's, he's giving them money to go buy stuff. It's the stupidest thing. It's an activist guy, and he's got money, hands it to a guy, and he's like, you know, you can't really hear what he's saying. And people think it's, you know, he's, go, he's paying for this. One thing that I say all the time when it comes to these protests is that what you think doesn't matter. What I think doesn't matter. You know what matters? How you understand what other people think, that you know what other people think. That's why free speech is so important. It's important to see what people are saying and what they believe. If people believe that this activist guy was paying protesters to loot and burn, you got a boogaloo, man. You got a civil war too or whatever, because this guy was clearly Antifa. And now you're going to have people saying, see, look, Antifa is orchestrating this. They're funding it. They're paying for it. And then it leads to these kinds of crazy stories. Look at this. Motorist runs down cops and a civilian and flees in Denver. What do they say? A car has hit a cop car in Denver, injuring three cops and one civilian. The incident was captured on video by someone who was live streaming. Random guy ran over a cop in downtown Denver, live streaming the riot clips from the stream. Anyone in Denver, stay safe. So we know about what's happening across this country. But you'll end up seeing stuff like this. You know why? Because they see the news and they just believe it, whether it's true or not. There's a viral conspiracy theory that a cop was the one who smashed the windows out of an auto zone in Minneapolis. We can't prove it. Doesn't matter. Now we got an inverse where an activist is paying cash to protesters and people say, there it is. That's George Soros. These people are funded and they're paying the looters. You can't prove it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. People are going to believe it. And, you, and, and people are going to, you know, I, I guarantee people are saying to me right now in the comments, oh, come on, Tim, you know that so-and-so is doing X, Y, and Z. Look, 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 it's not about that. It's not about what I think. It's about not about what I personally believe. It's about what I can prove. But for most people, it's about what they feel, which is even worse. They feel that the orange man is bad. They feel that these cops are bad. They don't know these cops. Man, these cops want to go home and sit on their lounge chair and watch sports, but that's all been shut down. So what you get is anger and resentment and chaos. And then people target symbols of what they think is causing them the problems. It's just pure hate. There's no plan for this. Some people have a plan. I mean, for the, for the average person doing it, it's just rage. Now, there are people who are planning on making you angry. It's what I said earlier on, right? You can, you can really see what people care about. Journalists talk about journalists getting attacked. The left talks about the police brutality. 
And the conservatives are talking about the right for individuals to be free, to own their business and stuff. And I think, you know, you, you can criticize the journalists for co- talking about themselves endlessly, like, you know, oh, 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 no, we're being attacked. Oh, you know, but that does fall in line a lot with what the left wing view is. The police are bad. The police are doing this. Now, to give myself credit, I guess I've tweeted about both things because I think it is bad that the cops are going after journalists. I think it is bad that in many of these cities, the cops are, in, are, are, are firing weapons at groups that are being peaceful. Come on, man. You got to realize that's true, right? There are certain areas that that you know, there are people like there's videos of this popping up. You can see protesters just milling about doing nothing. And then the cops engage them and then a riot ensues. And, and that's why I said it's almost like a lot of these cops want these riots to happen. And that's the other question I have. I don't even know what these cops want. Is the idea to like instill fear to maintain the monopoly on violence? There's there is a reason why it's important that people feel the government can do this. It, it's, it's part of uh, fourth generational warfare. If people start losing confidence in the ability of the government to maintain control and be dominant, well, then there's no government anymore. So I just don't know, man. I really, really don't. I don't know what anybody wants from this. I don't think anybody wants anything, to be honest. I think a lot of what we see from these conservatives that have not necessarily, I shouldn't say conservatives, but from the store owners to defend their property, like that guy with the sword or whatever. Apparently he's, he's, he's tweeting. He's doing okay. I don't, we'll, we'll see. But I think here's what we have. Because I'm, I'm looking at my friends who have gone insane, all right, like lefty insane, supporting this stuff. They don't know and they don't care. They're not paying attention. That's, that's why someone would want to burn down a museum because they don't know. They don't care. They're mad. They're mad because they were manipulated. I was talking to my friend and I said, the problem that we have is that liberals don't read the news. They really don't. They watch whatever comes on the TV and then they walk away. They, they, they talk to their friends. They don't pay attention to the greater, the bigger picture. And, I, and I've shown this graph before. Conservatives get two thirds of their news from conservative outlets and a third of their news from liberal outlets. Moderates, inverted, two thirds from liberal outlets and a third from conservative. And liberals get 95% of their news from liberal, out, liberal outlets. So they're living in a bubble. That's why they're posting it memes where it's like the, the 2A def, uh, protesters are, you know, terrorists, but the, you know, the, the rioters are peaceful or whatever, because they have no idea what's really happening. I mean, think about it. We've seen those videos where you have, the, you have this old black woman crying, scared, saying these, these the, you know, complain, the rioters have destroyed everything, everything I used to do and what, what I love. And I was so scared. You see these videos. You see who's being hurt by this. And yet still, I see these people asking for more of it. And that's when I'm just, I, I don't know what you want, man. I really don't. Look at these celebrities that are going out and being like, I'm going to pay for all the bail for all of these rioters. It's funny because simultaneously they're claiming it's white supremacists that are engaging as Joy Reid said it. And then the celebrities are funding the bail for the white supremacists. Like, how does that make sense? That was a tweet from Andy No, by the way. I was like, what's going on? This makes literally no sense because they don't want anything. I don't know what they want. They don't. Everybody's confused and everything's falling apart. That's it. We are facing the collapse, man. How long have people been saying that empires can only last so long? Well, I think... I think we're getting to this point, you know, where uh, maybe after a certain amount of time, a society becomes authoritarian. I think the next thing we may end up seeing is we're going to see a couple things. I think it's likely we end up seeing martial law. There's a video of what, 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 what is reported as National Guard walking through a residential area and then firing paint, paint canisters or paintballs at people standing on their porch. Like, dude, I get it. There's a riot, but I can stand on my porch, yo. What's the big difference between be- me being behind the door or in front of the door? I'm not in the street. I'm on my property. 
and the National Guard fires at him. Well, you get martial law when you want it. Here's what happens. These videos of martial law of cops and National Guard yelling at people are going to trigger everyone. So we will have order temporarily when the military and the National Guard comes in. But then eventually people are going to get upset if the riots don't stop and the National Guard and the military enforce these very, very strict draconian laws. You will see the riots increase when more people get dragged into this upset now that there's martial law. If the riots can be stopped and martial law or like the National Guard and the military actually stop things, then I think you're going to see a landslide for Trump. But that's what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. So stick around. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. over at TimCast.net. It links you to my main channel. Check it out and I will see you all then. This segment is kind of a follow up to my main channel segment over at TimCast.net. If you haven't seen it, go to TimCast.net. It's my main channel and it was up at 4. I'll link the video in the description below so you can just click it if you want to see it. But Donald Trump says that the U.S. will designate Antifa a terrorist organization. And although I did talk about what this means quite a bit on my main channel, and I talked about what this means beyond Antifa being a terrorist organization like Civil War, I wanted to go through some of the arguments people have about can it be a terrorist organization or not? And what I see here, while this won't be comprehensive, is that many journalists who claim to report on these kinds of issues have absolutely no understanding of what Antifa is. Now, look, everyone's going to try and claim they know for sure. So take everyone with a grain of salt. Research for yourself. First and foremost, Antifa is an organization. It dates back to Nazi to to Germany, where it was uh, uh, associated with the Communist Party of Germany. It was opposing the fascists and they were overtly communist. Anti-fascists in the United States or Antifa is a better way to put it have a flag, have a symbol, have organizations, have merchandise, have branded cells. They name themselves after, after their cities or certain slogans. They certainly exist. But let's just, let's just do this. I want, I want to show you these tweet threads. We've, we, we've got Cernovich and Ryan Grimm, a journalist, and uh, Mike Cernovich, a variety. Of, it says filmmaker. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We also have Count Dankula and Shuanhead talking about what this really means. There's a lot to go through. Is it dictatorial? of Donald Trump to even do this. It's one of the questions I want to get to that I didn't talk about in, in my main video. Ryan Grimm of the Inter, I believe he's of, he's of the Intercept, said, I guess luckily for Antifa, there's no such organization. As soon as I saw this, I knew one thing. Ryan Grimm doesn't know anything about Antifa because it's not about there being one Antifa. It's about all of the different branded cells. Cernovich responded by showing Ryan Grimm his own tweets where he he's he specifically refers to Antifa, like a group, to which Ryan Grimm says, of course, Antifa is a term to loosely describe anarchist protesters. How do you get from that to an organization that can be defined? Who's in it? Everybody who wears black and posts on that Reddit, that you're not outraged that the entire concept is disturbing. Cernovich said, let's pretend that these arguments weren't dealt with epistemically and legally with the mafia. There are group pages, member lists, email distribution, and regular figures. This is actually not a challenging issue at all, as street gang prosecutions show. Ryan said the mafia was, is a strictly hierarchical organization with clear rules around membership. But even with the mafia, you can't just deem it a terrorist organization. You have to make an actual RICO case. Cernovich's response. The claim that Antifa doesn't exist, despite there being an official handbook, flag, de facto uniform slash gang colors, locally branded chapters. That's giving cover to violent actors. If you want to get into legalisms, that's a separate conversation. 
Trump can order Treasury to prohibit banks from doing business with Antifa. Antifa could then go into court say to say we are suing for bank access, even though we don't exist, which would be funny. And there uh, I believe that's the, the gist of where they're at so far in this conversation. But I want to point out a few things. Cernovich says that they have an official handbook, kind of. An Antifa associated professor did write a handbook, and that may be a general ideology. I don't think it's as strong as saying it's an official handbook like Cernovich did, but I generally agree that if the phrase Antifa makes a reference to a symbol that people tattoo on themselves, they fly a flag, they create chapters, and they have a guiding piece of literature, that literature, while not you know official, still is a guiding principle that allows you to easily identify who these people are. Gang colors, I also think is a bit strong. They just wear black as a tactic, but they do have red and black as their key identifying colors. So, excuse me, the, the, the main issue here is the locally branded chapters, to which brings me to Mr. Dankula himself. You may know Count Dankula, the famous comedian and pug guy. He said, quote, actually, it's not an organization. It's a decentralized group of individuals who wear the same symbolism, believe the same ideology, use the same methods, use the same flag and use terrorist tactics. He responded with a fake, another sarcastic quote. I thought you were the freeze peach guy. I am. I'm just not a free beat people up and burn down buildings type of guy. Now, this is where we get into the argument of whether or not Donald Trump is acting like a dictator over this. The answer is no. There are problems with the Patriot Act and the designation of terrorist organizations, serious problems. But there is a bigger question at hand about defending civil rights. But first, let's read what Shuan had responds to, responds with, sorry. She said, I'm actually surprised you of all people are for this. I'm absolutely against any and all political violence. But you know, this won't just be for people, quote, burning down buildings. This is a very slippery slope. Plus, it will affect the internet as well. It's too broad of a movement. Dankula's response is, Antifa now goes hand in hand with violence. That's the image they built for themselves. If they want to leave and form groups based on peaceful protest, I'm 100% for that. If they want to commit premeditated acts of violence, which they do, then no. I'm going to refresh this, see if they have any. There's, there's probably a bit more back and forth here. But first and foremost, in response to Shuan Head saying it is a slippery slope, she is correct. This is something we were all very concerned about when the Patriot Act got signed. Me, only a little bit being that I wasn't really paying attention to politics all that much, but I did hear the arguments. They can label anybody a terrorist. Look at, the, look at what qualifies someone to be, a, to be a terrorist organization. It's very easy to do, and it can be nightmarish for legal groups. However, Antifa is well beyond, you know, and, and I mean this as the parent tree, but I can, I can cite some branded groups. I'm not going to name them because I want to give them any, any airtime because I wouldn't do that for other terror groups either. But the branded cells have committed specific acts of violence. They have done very specific things and they welcome people to their ranks simply because their ranks are loose doesn't mean they don't encourage violence. And it doesn't mean that they don't, they they aren't a group. I mean, listen, they are, they have a flag, they have a symbol, all of these things. And then when they say, here's what we believe and want, and people pick up that flag, well, you're going to get charged with these things the same as any other terror organization. Imagine if somebody in the United States committed a, a violent act flying a very particular flag from a particular group in the Middle East. You can go ahead and guess which that one is. The one that, that Trump, try, uh, for the most part, just crushed in the past few years. 
What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to say, oh, that guy waving that flag and doing this awful thing? Nothing to do with it. We've seen people try to claim that their action is taken on behalf of a certain terror group. And then they argue, well, no, not really, but kind of. This is what these terrorist organizations want. They're trying to find loopholes in the law. So let's talk about what a dictator would do. If you have a group of people that suppress the rights of others, this is an authoritarian group. If you have a police, so so there's varying degrees of liberty to authority, okay? I happen to fall very, very closely to the libertarian spectrum. The reason I'm not on the bottom, which is like anarchy, no authority, is because someone has to protect and guarantee rights. Within that balance, there will be a dip towards authoritarianism, not to the authoritarian spectrum, but towards that, right? So let's say you're an anarchist and you realize you're having difficulty enforcing certain laws that protect people like the non-aggression principle or some kind of, you know, just generally don't attack people, be free. So you bring up, you bring about a police force. Your community comes together and say, here are the rules we can all agree on so we can live together in harmony. You've now taken one more step, adding a little tidbit of authority. In this instance, peaceful protesters have come out in San Francisco, notably, and been beaten and harassed and attacked by people brandishing the Antifa flag, organized by people who have Antifa tattoos. This is all part of the public record. That guy in San Francisco got arrested. I'm sorry, it was in Berkeley. It was in the Bay Area. He had the Antifa tattoo on his chest. Okay, they know what their ideology is. They know what they're supporting. And they're organizing this and emboldening and empowering people with tactics, with fundings. And they come from out of state. If you are an innocent person protesting in Berkeley and someone comes after being essentially funded and organized and helped by these other people, or at least incited to do so, you have a very real problem with people's rights being suppressed. I don't like the terrorist designation. I think it's mostly meaningless. It might be able to solve problems of funding and interstate activities, like Cernovich mentioned with banking. There are certain organizations, they have merchandise. Okay, if an individual is trying to get merchandise that flies that flag, I'm not talking about the general concept of opposing fascism. That's the lie. The Antifa people say to you, we just oppose fascism. You have a core ideology a handbook, unofficial. I don't think it's official. I think it's unofficial. They call it official, but they share this ideology. Now you try and go and get your branded flags printed and they say no. You try and go to sell sweaters and t-shirts. They're all black, by the way, the clothes they sell for an obvious reason. And they say no. That's the point. To restrict the ability of a loosely knit uh, group with various cells operating independently with real leaders and funding to be able to buy the things they buy. If you're an individual with the tattoo on your arm and you're part of these groups that goes out and supports, provides cover for or engages in violence, don't be surprised then if the law says we will not allow you to buy these things. The difficult thing here and the reason I don't support it is how do you leave Antifa if you're deemed an Antifa terrorist? And that becomes very, very difficult. So while I support the general idea of if someone is known to be a part of this group, they can't buy certain things or or we restrict banking or something. Think about it this way. There's a particular branded group. They have their own merch. They've appeared on mainstream TV. They go by blank city Antifa. I'm not going to say their name. What happens when all of a sudden one of their people walks into a Lowe's and says, I need these masks? They swipe the card. Wait, what was that? Swipe it again. Oh, 
You can't use your card anymore because you're affiliated with a group that is buying things for the purpose of committing acts of domestic violence for political gain against innocent civilians. That's the problem. So I don't know what the solution is. You, you, you can argue that stripping their funding makes sense. I don't like the idea because like, I mean, think about it. Like what? Then the anti person can't go and buy a Starbucks cup of coffee. Hey, maybe they might throw it at somebody. What do you do? What do you do? I do not know. And that's why I think the only outcome from all of this is some kind of civil war. Because there are, there are people who have put their hat in the ring for Antifa for the past several years because it was popular and safe. Boy, did they make a stupid, almost got me swearing, a stupid move. Now they have no choice. Trump says it's terrorists and they got it in the timeline. Are they Antifa forever? The only thing they can do is keep resisting. Joe Biden's campaign funding these people. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think the short answer is you can very, very easily go after Antifa. It just means that Trump isn't going to say Antifa as a word is terrorism. It means that he's going to target the individual cell groups that are branded and have funding. These journalists don't know what they're talking about. I got a couple more segments coming up for you in a few minutes. Stick around. I'll see you all shortly. A rich sports writer cheered on the riots and the violence. And you may have seen this at the end of my main channel segment over at TimCast.net. Check it out if you haven't. It went up at four and I'm very, I'm convinced it will be suppressed for a lot of reasons. But uh, TimCast.net is my main channel if you haven't seen it. Well, at the end of the video, I pointed out this guy. His name is Chris Palmer. He cheered for it until it came to his neighborhood. And then he got really mad. Isn't that funny? These celebrities, this is, oh, the catharsis. These celebrities have been paying the bail for the rioters. The rioters don't like you. And the funny thing is, these rich white people claim they're supporting Black Lives Matter, fund the rioters who then go to poor areas and destroy things. Well, now they came to your area. And I think it's kind of funny, actually. I don't like any of it. But the funny, what, what I think is funny is that it's like this dude tweeted in support to see the life comes at you fast moment is wow. Let's, let's, let's read the story. And I got more tweets from the guy. And then we'll talk about the hypocrisy of a lot of these groups. From the District Herald, a rich NBA writer was gleefully cheering as Minneapolis riders burned down poor neighborhoods, but quickly changed his tune when they got to his area. Life comes at you fast. Chris Martin Palmer, a well-known sports writer, was tweeting things like, burn that S down, burn it all down. When the rioters burned down an affordable housing project that was under construction. You see what he cheers for? Just days later, the riots began to creep closer to his home in a Los Angeles gated community, at which time the rioters became animals. Here's the tweets. He said, burn that S down, burn it all down. And then later, only a few days, they just attacked our sister community down the street. It's a gated community and they tried to climb the gates. They had to beat them back, then destroyed a Starbucks and are now in front of my building. Get these animals, TF, out of my neighborhood. Go back to where you live. Aw, but it was okay when the animals were marching around, burning down low-income housing. I think it's funny when they chant, eat the rich. They were in, uh, they were on, in Beverly Hills, looting and rioting, chanting, eat the rich. And it's like, that's not where the rich people are, but like, sure, you know, whatever. It's still kind of, it's, it's still kind of funny to see, see these people support it, fund it. Some of these celebrities are giving money to the rioters to bail them out. And then you get, what do you think is going to happen, dude? We got some more, we got some more tweets from him. He said, uh, let me, let me see if I can uh, make the, make this image bigger. Okay. We got, we got the quotes here. He said, tear up your own S. 
Don't come to where we live at, uh, li- live at and tear our neighborhood up. We care about our community. If you don't care about your- yours, I don't give an S, he added. As he got called out on Twitter, he pretended that he only supported peaceful protesters all along and wasn't cheering for the arson. Oh, poor baby. Make no mistake about it. Those who were looting were not protesters. They were criminals who just blended in. Hell bent on stealing and property destruction. When the legit protesters left midday, everything went off the rails, he wrote. Talk about taking someone by the back of the net, taking the biggest red pill you can find and just jamming it right down his throat. This dude thought it was all fun and games. Oh, it's so, it's so hilarious. Orange man, bad. Watching the protesters and the rioters destroy everything was fun and funny. Burn it down, he said. It was a virtue signal. He didn't actually know or care. It was something to be viewed from afar, not real life. And that's what this is to these people. That's why I've said over and over again, this is not a game. You will not want to see what comes next because I've seen it with my own eyes. I have seen people carry dead bodies away in Egypt after people were shooting at each other. You do not want to see what comes next. The funny thing is these people who live in these rich areas, they don't get it. They're laughing about it. But before we get started, I've got to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Biotrust. Head over to healthwithtim.com or click the link in the description below, and you can get 51% off Biotrust's ageless multi-collagen supplement. That's right. I am officially now selling supplements, but to be fair, I'm a 34-year-old skateboarder. I only like promoting things I actually use, and I actually take Biotrust. It's pretty great. Uh, The cat apparently likes it. There's cat bite marks all over it for some reason, but I do. I skate every day. I mix it in my smoothies because I need it for my knees, my joints, my muscles, my tendons. So I'm trying to do the best I can to stay healthy. But collagen is good for a lot of other things too. It's good for your skin. It's good for your hair, which admittedly I don't have a lot of, but I do have this excellent beard. But more importantly, it's good for strong, healthy muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones. And that's, that's really, really important to me. If it's something you think is great for you, click the link in the description below. Check out healthwithtim.com and you can get it for 51% off. But let's get back to the story. Here's what he says. Or the story goes on. When someone tweeted at him saying, you can't be with the chaos one minute, then when it's at your front door, you switch it up. To which the hypocrite said, you better damn well believe I can. He was ratioed, of course. Hilariously, Palmer also attended the riots and bragged about being tear gassed in someone else's neighborhood, of course. How many people are like this? A lot. These celebrities dumping money on this stuff. They love to see it. It's a virtue signal they know nothing about. They go on their Instagrams and they say, white people, you need to stand up and do something until those white people show up in your neighborhood with a torch. Then you're all like, oh no, what's happening? I have been trying to tell people to stop. I have been telling people no good comes from this. They've argued, but the riots led to the arrest of the cop, and now we want more. It'll never be enough. That's why it has to stop. It'll never be enough. You know why? At first, they said the man wasn't arrested. Then he got arrested. Now the cop's in jail, facing third-degree murder charges, manslaughter. And then they said, well, what about the other cops? We want all them arrested, too. Oh, all right. Well, let's take a look at what happened and see if there's a manslaughter charge or something. Oh, now it's they want the charges upgraded on the first guy to first degree murder. Well, hold on. First degree murder means specific things in the law. What do you, what do you want? They don't care. They don't look, man, they've they have beaten and killed people who did nothing. There was a guy who's holding an American flag, got beaten and stomped on in Portland. What do you think they would do to that cop? No matter what you do, they will there will never be enough. 
the, the what I got to be careful about this, but I'm pretty sure someone has uh, in the family has called for the death penalty for the officers involved. You you know you understand how hard it is to get the death penalty, and to me that just shows nobody really cares. It's a tit for tat. No one wants justice. They want retro, they want they want righteous retribution. They want to see you suffer. They want to look in your eyes while you beg and cry. And they want to make you feel it. Hey, man, I can understand that feeling. I, I can. I can understand the things that would drive a person. Your brother being killed, your son, your family member. Yeah, people would go to great lengths and do crazy things. But we got to have some kind of functioning system. And that's why we have the justice system we do. There are limits. There are laws. And we work slowly with each other to make sure we're doing better. And we've done better and better and better. This guy, man, one of the worst of the worst. Look at this. He's posting. He's having a good old time. He said, yo, there's going to be a rally near my house tomorrow. They never have rallies in rich neighborhoods. I'm scared to go. I don't want to be around people. (laughs) Here's one. The people who don't care about their communities are people like this elderly disabled woman who now has nowhere to shop. She tearfully told a reporter that George is in a better place than we are and said that she wanted to go where George did as she watched the riders destroy her neighborhood. Funny how Palmer believes the destruction is all fun and games until it threatens him, even though he can actually afford to lose, unlike the woman above. Check this tweet out. He said, I'm as down for the cause as anybody. Any of you clowns thinking you're going to loot the Grove or Odeo Drive, it will not work out well for you. Oh, that's funny, man. This is the guy who posts burning low-income housing now saying, stay off my Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. Trying to loot Rodeo Drive is probably the worst idea in the history of bad ideas. I'm as angry as everyone else, but keep that S in DTLA. You want to know why he said keep it in downtown Los Angeles? That's where the poor people live. That's right. See, in Los Angeles, the rich people don't live downtown. It's not that big. They go out west. They go to, what do you, what do you got? You got Santa Monica. You got, you got Venice. What's that uh, rich, rich suburb? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a, oh man, it's on the tip, tip of my tongue. But they got a bunch of them. They got a bunch of expensive places to live. And it's not downtown LA. Nah, he wants the poor people to go to the poor area and hurt the poor people. That's funny. That's funny to him, right? Look at these guys. You know what? This is when I can empathize with those screaming, eat the rich. I get it, man. But you guys are the ones hurting the poor. Like, here's what's funny. They're going to Rodeo chanting, eat the rich. And it's kind of funny because Rodeo isn't necessarily that rich. It's upper middle class, so, you know. And they go around trashing stuff. And I can get it because upper middle class is, is higher than the lower class, the, you know, and the lower middle class. But I mean, you got the Hollywood Hills. You've got uh, Santa Monica, Venice. They're not going there. And this guy loves it. He's down for the cause so long as you keep it where the poor people are at. He tweeted some more stuff. He says, you bring that S to our neighborhood and I'm going to have a real problem with it. There's a lot of people up here who care and are angry. Attacking our neighborhood kills the movement and disgraces George Floyd. Oh, I love it. But burning low income housing is, is A-OK. That's good for the movement. What are you going to revolt against police brutality? What are you going to revolt against police brutality by stealing a $400 belt from YSL? Do you, do, what is this guy? Burning low-income housing is protesting police brutality, but looting a, a, a store with, with luxury goods isn't? I gotta be honest, man. Looting a luxury store is more of a protest than burning low-income housing. And I disagree with both of them. He says, are Beverly, Hill cops, Beverly Hills cops jerks? Some are. Sure, they'll write you a ticket for having loud exhaust on an exotic car. <laughs> this is amazing. This guy's Twitter is just like, 
it, it is a gold mine of 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 you know what this reminds me of this dude would would absolutely be one of the higher profile people in the capital city in the Hunger Games sitting there being like, why are you going for my neighborhood? Attack the poor people. What do you say? Over cruising. Oh, no, you'll get a ticket for an exotic car. That proves the cops are jerks. Gonna go to sleep. Last thought. I've been here for 13 years. I know what I'm talking about. Beverly Hills is not where the fight is. Think clearer. Be safe, dude. You know what, man? Beverly Hills is not where the fight is. Okay. It's, 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 I think it's silly that these protesters go around trying to just eat the rich. What does that even mean? What does that even do? I think, you know, they, they look at Bezos and they think all these weird things and they think all these crazy things. That's just ideology. There are real problems with, with the police force, with the justice system, but we really do have one of the better justice systems in the world. And I think we can make it better. So I agree. Like, why are you going to Beverly Hills? What I don't agree with and never will is destroying low income housing. This guy's a hypocrite. He's only mad because you're at his house. He loves it. He even says it. He loves it when you go and attack the poor people. Why? Because he's one. It's the Hunger Games, dude. Think about it. Here's the rich guy in Beverly Hills laughing because he wants to see the people go to the poor area and fight each other. Come on. How is that not the Hunger Games? It's exactly what it was. The rich people putting all the poor people to fight each other. This guy embodies it in the real world. I'm going to leave it there. I got one more segment coming up for you in a few minutes, and I'll see you all shortly. You may have seen the viral clip. If not, they have it right here, but I'm sorry, I can't play it for you, but I can show you just a glimpse of what what it is. This is a a video showing two uh, NYPD SUVs. They're stopped, okay? A lot of people might be exaggerating a bit about about what happened, but protesters came up to an NYPD SUV. They put up a barricade. The vehicle stopped, and then another vehicle came around and slowly pushed through the crowd. I would not call it safe, but then the other vehicle jerked forward and slammed all the other protesters back. It's not like some people are describing it where it's like full speed slammed through a crowd, but it definitely was an SUV lurching forward, knocking people back. It's shocking footage, to say the least. Bill de Blasio is defending the police after the video shows NYPD SUV driving into protesters. He said, if a police officer is in that situation, they have to get out of that situation, de Blasio said. You know, it's kind of shocking, but I'm leaning towards de Blasio on this one, to be honest. Um, Only a little bit. Because you've got a serious problem with what's creating these situations and where the blame goes. Ultimately, I think it doesn't matter. Uh, what I mean by that is you can side with whoever you want, but it's, gonna, it's, it's going to escalate things. In New York, there is a woman who tried throwing a Molotov at an NYPD police vehicle with people inside of it. She got arrested and charged with attempted murder, but I believe they dropped the attempted murder charge. So now you have these NYPD vehicles pulling up and a bunch of protesters decide to play some stupid games. Congratulations, you've won a stupid prize. If you're hearing as a police officer that someone is chucking Molotov cocktails at your vehicle, are you going to just sit and wait around? No way. They're not going to, and they're going to plow forward. The issue at hand, though, is that Bill de Blasio, by saying this, and perhaps I, I lean towards it being the right thing, but man, I don't know how you navigate this situation. Is why I would never want to be involved in this stuff. Bill de Blasio is going to make it all worse. This right here is going to give them an excuse to make everything worse. There was no other outcome. He could throw the cops under the bus. They often do. And then cops don't want to be in that situation anymore. Why? They'll get no support. They can get in trouble. In this instance, the police got the support. And what happens? Now the protesters are furious. Here's a story from NBC News. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio defended the uh, NYPD 
after a pair of the forces SUVs drove into a crowd during Saturday's protest against George Floyd, uh, George Floyd's death. De Blasio reacted after videos were posted to social media, which showed protesters moving a yellow barrier in front of a police vehicle in Brooklyn. Protesters threw traffic cones and other items in at the SUV as a second vehicle arrived and slowly drove through the crowd, forming around it. The first vehicle then drove into the barricade at a higher speed, sending people sprawling. Multiple city officials told NBC News there were no injuries as a result, as a result of the incident. So that's the best we could hope for. De Blasio's defense of the NYPD is a departure from the platform on which he ran for office, ending police misconduct. Was it misconduct? You got you to understand, man, it doesn't matter if it's a cop or anyone else. They're going to defend themselves. No one's going to sit there and just die. No one's going to take their chances that this angry mob is the one that won't throw the Molotov cocktail. They'll take, their, they'll, they'll take their chances with their boss and ultimately a jury. Here's what he said. Quote, it is inappropriate for protesters to surround a police vehicle and threaten police officers. That's wrong on its face. And that hasn't happened in the history of protests in the city. He added it was, that it was clear that a different element has come into play here who are trying to hurt police, uh, police officers and trying to damage their vehicles. While he wished the officers had not driven into the crowd, de Blasio said he understood they didn't start the situation, which he said was started by a group of protesters converging on a police vehicle. However, on Sunday morning, de Blasio had clarified his comments, saying he didn't like what he saw one bit. He said, I did not want to ever see something like that, and I don't ever want to see it again, de Blasio said during a press conference. And clearly, we need to do a full investigation and look at the actions of those officers and see what was done and why it was done and what could be done differently. Nothing. That's the problem. Nothing could be done differently. What's the cop going to do? Get out by himself into a crowd of people who chose to surround his vehicle? These protesters are just ignorant, angry people who think this is a game. Man, I've seen this stuff in the real world. No, it's no game, man. You don't, you, you don't want to be in these places. You really, really don't. You really, really, really don't. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. All right, we have stories. My buddy coming out of his house and, you know, calling me on, uh, he, he told me, I think it was over like AOL and some messenger that he saw uh, people dragging a carpet with feet hanging out of it. I've heard stories of people walking down the street and you see people running down the street, firing guns. And that's normal life in Chicago. You look at what's going on right here with the NYPD and these protesters. And these kids don't realize that car will run you over in two seconds and you will never walk again. It will rip your arm off because no one is going to sacrifice themselves for you. These are dumb kids. To, 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 look, they're mostly just young adults. They don't know what they're protesting for, for the most part. They're angry for a lot of reasons. And a lot of their anger is, is, is real anger and justified anger. What's not justified is what they're doing with their anger. Imagine if all these people took their anger, started building something, started building something that allowed them the power to help people, start a company, start a nonprofit, start a GoFundMe. That's not what they're doing. They're just going out aimless. And you know, they get, they get defended by many on the left saying that, well, what are they supposed to do? They don't know any better. They're just angry and they're, they have to, you know, their anger is coming out in this way. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're angry at someone, you can't go kill them. You know what I mean? If, you gotta, if you're angry at someone, you complain about them and you go back home and you order a slice of pizza and you grumble while you drink your beer and eat your pizza. What are you going to do? You do something dumb, like show up and hit them or something like that. And you get arrested, you go to jail. So these people, they're blaming all police everywhere. It's just the stupidest thing. We got problems with police. And I'll tell you what, the NYPD as an institution, yeah, they got racism problems. It's true. You might not want to hear it. Not everybody does, but it's true. 
Michael Bloomberg said that they targeted minorities specifically because that's who commits the crime. So yeah, he doesn't take into account class issues and race issues. So it's not about the individual officers being racist. It's about them receiving orders from a boss who receives orders from Mike Bloomberg and Mike Bloomberg is a racist. So then you end up with all of these problems and people protest. But what I see here with this, with this issue is what I described to the Occupy protesters as like trying to go after the emperor by targeting the townsfolk or like the local guards. You know, I imagine it this way. You, know, you, you imagine like the, the, the assassin coming in to finally take out the, the emperor and the forbidden kingdom or whatever. And then what does that assassin do? Do they run to the front gates and start punching some random guard in the face? No. They put on a costume. They put on a disguise. They sneak into the emperor's chambers in the dead of, in the dead of, the dead of night. They plant things and they prepare and then they escape. You can't do that in today's day and age, right? But the point I'm trying to make is not about violence. It's about how to win effectively by targeting the root of the problem. If the problem is Michael Bloomberg, congratulations, you got rid of the guy. And you got in Bill de Blasio, who's supposed to be this great progressive. Now, if he's not, if he's not good enough, you got to get somebody else. The problem is the problem you see isn't seen by everybody as being the world's biggest problem. And you can argue that's because it's the minorities that are being targeted. Thus, they can't get anything done because not enough of of the other faction will do anything about it. In which case, there are other things you can do to be effective at getting to the root of the problem, not clashing with the cops, but maybe doing other things, general strikes, civil disobedience. If you can't muster the support for this, there's nothing you can do. That's really what it is. The way I try to explain it to these, these activists is, if you find yourself in a fringe minority, you should look in a mirror and ask yourself why that is. Why it is that people don't see what you see? Why it is they don't agree with you? And if you can't get the support from any of them to change these things, you could be wrong. Or worse still, maybe they just don't know and the, and the change won't come. and There's nothing you can do about it. That sounds scary, but that's just not true. The saying is that, uh, you know, what, what, is, what, what is the saying? Never, never, ne- never let it be said that a small group of dedicated individuals can't bring about change. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. You can make a difference. You can make a difference by targeting the system through legal and normal means. Just because you don't know how or just because you don't know, like, uh, or, or I'm sorry, I should say, just because you don't know how or you think it's impossible doesn't mean it is. It's absolutely possible. It can be done. They say the rioting works. They say, look, it got the guy arrested. Yeah, well, now what? They're still calling for more. And how many people had to die for it to work? You want justice for one person who lost their lives. We, life, life, we all do. But now we have three dead people. And one of them was a cop who was minding his own business, guarding a building, doing his job. How is that justice? It's not. What you can't, there's, there's so much you can do. But if the, if the first thing you need to do, if you don't have support, is try and get the support. Not jump in front of an SUV and, 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 and then get surprised when the SUV drives forward. Cars drive forward. It's what they do. We know what they do. And we know they weigh th- like a thousand plus pounds. They're massive vehicles. You're going to stand in front of one. I don't know how much they actually weigh. Maybe they don't weigh that, weigh that much. But the point is, you're going to stand in front of one. It's going to drive forward if these people are scared. You got to pay attention to what's going on around you, especially with that Molotov cocktail girl throwing the Molotov at that vehicle and now getting arrested and charged. That's, 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 she's just, you know what, man, it's, it's this ideology that's infecting their minds. They don't actually need or want anything. They live in one of the best places in the world. They have it better than anyone else. It, it was a, it was a little white woman 
who threw that Molotov. I kid you not. That's what, at, least, at least that's what I saw. It's crazy. How good they had it. How good they had it. And they threw it all the way. For what? Because I saw some memes on the internet that made them go nuts. Viral videos that made them think stupid things. And they weren't smart enough, man. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. I'll leave it there. I'll see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out.